1: In a Cabbage Patch garden, all in a row, magic cabbages live and grow. With bunny bee crystals and love and joy, they turn into a Cabbage Patch girl and boy. Cabbage Patch Kids, growing in the garden. Cabbage Patch Kids, growing in the sun. And the most amazing thing about a Cabbage Patch Kid is that each each one one grows to be a special one. one. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your
2: favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, Knee Deep, in now, Christmas episodes. That's right. This week, we're doing a Cabbage Patch Kids Christmas. Oh, boy. (laughs) Anyways, this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am to Canis.
3: I can't believe you said Knee Deep in the, and didn't finish it with Hoopla. Which is the only thing one can be knee deep in? I've I've never heard that before. Knee deep in the hoopla, Uh, only the greatest album ever by Starship. Uh, Where do you think uh, 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 we built the city came from?
4: Wait, I'm sorry, Um, Jefferson Starship. Starship? Yeah, which Starship are you talking about? Jefferson Airplane.
3: Jefferson Airplane to Airplane to Jefferson Starship to Starship.
2: (laughs) You're talking about the Battlestar Galactica.
3: The what? The
2: uh the USS Voyager. Which starship are you referring to? The Normandy? For Mass Effect. Hey Gina, you should check that game out.
4: What? Never heard of it. Wish someone had told me about it.
3: I know. I'm really mad at you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I had Did? to
3: look it up real quick because I uh, I wasn't sure if it was Jefferson Starship or Starship. Uh, I mm-hmm. was correct. Mm-hmm. So okay. Uh, I, well, I said I it was both. So I would have edited it out if I had. Church, <laughs> church.
4: i guarantee oh, that's, you would not. Have. that's revisionist history right there if you're yes, wrong
3: that's why we do podcasting
4: <laughs> you leave all ray's mistakes in i don't make any mistakes but you leave all ray's mistakes in yes yeah what's up with that
2: <laughs> and you even add mistakes after the fact yeah <laughs> i don't
3: need to not for you yeah. you, even move
2: my, you even move my uh, my dialogue around in the show so i'm answering questions before anybody's even asked them
3: Oh, I still got to go fix that. I mean, we'd be nice. Yeah, it would be. Sure would be.
2: (laughs) Anyway, we watched a... Chan found a treasure trove uh, list of terrible Christmas um, shows. I looked ahead. I don't remember any of them, but I remember every single time being like, oh, God damn it. So (laughs) I look forward to this. uh, Cabbage Patch Kids Christmas from 1984 Will get us uh, rolling a bit here. Uh, Very, very excited. Uh, What is your all's relationship with the Cabbage Patch toys of the 1980s?
5: Mm.
3: I mean, for me, it was just like knowing that it was a it was one of those early uh, uh, door buster kind of things where people would trample each other trying to get the Cabbage Patch kids. And like I sort of knew of it, but like I never wanted one. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was it never touched my life really so it was just like oh well that's kind of like beanie babies that's one of those things like enjoy it i guess
4: yeah i don't know if i was ever like uh i don't know if i ever played into any of those like i need to have this and if i don't i'm gonna melt down type of things i so i never i think i maybe had like one but it was like well after the hype was done for them oh wow uh But I was a big fan of Garbage Pail Kids and did want those new cards. When the new Garbage Pail Kids cards came out, I thought that they were hilarious. I really wanted the new cards. So that's my relationship to Cabbage Patch Kids was the disgusting spinoff of them. (laughs) Uh, Great movie, though.
2: Garbage Pail Kids. Great movie. Um... Oscar winner. Oscar winner, uh, it should have been. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, I will say right now, I, I did, I had a uh, a Cabbage Patch Kid uh, that I enjoyed, but I, my sisters had Cabbage Patch kids. We were a Cabbage Patch household, and I look back on it and I watched this episode, and look, this is not, this is not good television. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and put that out there, but the pro adoption themes in it, I think, uh, definitely uh, allowed me to consider it easily as an option now later in life that we have adopted so our, i don't our, know
3: maybe it did isn't that good maybe it didn't that good
2: this there's is a, your,
4: this is your takeaway of this
3: no, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> that, that's not pro adoption that is pro uh human trafficking
2: yeah yeah yeah
4: yeah also so listen, i
3: have a lot of thoughts on this and we will
2: definitely get oh into God. all of them <laughs>
4: Uh I had never I had never heard of this. I'm glad I had never heard of it. Oh, the At first special? I, was, okay. I mean, you know me, I'm delighted by any holiday things. I find the cabbage patch kids disgustingly disturbing. Like I think one of the reason I like the gar- the the garbage pail kids is because like They're trying to be disgusting. Like they're they're rude. They're crude. They're in the mood. Cabbage patch dolls like with their fat, round faces and their like disgusting bodies like they are freaks.
3: Someone is in the cabbage patch right now making noise into the microphone (laughs) in a, a horrifying way. Who is it? Who is it? Cop to it.
4: It was not me. I was talking, so it couldn't be me.
2: I was I opening know. a letter. Okay, listen. Okay, I as thought as I, as I had time. Dirt, a I heard
4: paper. envelope. long distance oh. overseas affair takes place uh, wholly by letters. Why would you be opening why would you be opening
3: a letter into the microphone? I didn't realize it was into microphone. the microphone. Listen. <laughs> there is almost nothing that is louder uh that you can do like like for the amount of effort put in for the sound generated than <laughs> opening a goddamn letter um it's it's hilarious um yeah listen listen mistakes well, i days. hope no it better be something super embarrassing and you better cop to it right now No,
2: literally it's it's from august 1st of this year and it's an invoice if i want to get our uh
3: ac ducks cleaned <laughs> And that was what was so important that you had to derail the entire goddamn podcast.
4: It was, and I did. I hate multiple things about this. I hate that you have unopened junk mail that you didn't (laughs) just throw it out. I hate that you don't get your mail and immediately go through it like normal human beings. Definitely not. Uh, It's
2: terrible. Gina, how many unopened emails in my main account do you think I have right now?
4: Here's the thing. I hate that, too, but email doesn't have, like, physical trash around, whereas, like, if you leave mail lying around, that's physical trash.
2: Um. Yeah, but I'm going to say right now, 247,000 unopened emails. Guys, I don't think I'm going to get to them.
3: I just wish that there was a little sound it made every time you clicked one open. I was like... <laughs> hold on hold on hold on this is you this is you, <laughs> mm, you gotta get that ac invoice <laughs> oh yeah oh i'm gonna get some repairs made of my house
2: oh, God. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> all right guys uh. honestly this bit is funnier than anything we're going to do in the actual cabbage patch uh episode <laughs> I think I'm already lost. I'm crying already. This is not a good sign. Oh, uh, the Cabbage Patch Kids got me. What can I say? Look, the uh, uh the Cabbage Patch Kids. Uh, I, I'll just for memory. I didn't look anything up because I don't believe in research for this show. Uh, I do enough research for the other shows Don't worry about that The point I'm trying to make is Cabbage Patch Kids were a 1980s doll For you uh, uh, Gen Zers and millennials listening who don't know Fuck
4: you guys Whoa, whoa
3: <laughs> What happened? What, what did Ray say? Because it sounded like he said that Nazis were awesome
4: <laughs> Ray's pandering to, to the youngsters again Listen,
2: Gina, my co-worker needs to know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, listen, you know, one so, day anyway, that guy is, whoever that guy is, is going to turn up dead. And then the police are going to come knocking at my door. <laughs>
2: oh my gosh. Uh, well, good luck to him. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so it was it a was whole thing. So the, the opening here, first off, we're going to Georgia. I did not know that the Cabbage Patch of the Cabbage Patch Kids fame was in Georgia, but uh, here we are—we are going to Georgia, uh, which is wild to me.
3: Uh, w- we learn in the world of Cabbage Patch uh, Kids is that is that more wild than the fact that the uh, names of the states are visible from from, from orbit?
2: orbit? Yeah, uh, it was a little—it was a little off-putting. That's a normal uh, thing
4: in animation. See,
2: in the world of the Cabbage Patch Kids, there's because they don't get into sex or birth. Or anything like that. The idea behind it is that there are cabbages in a cabbage patch, if you will, and they become human beings with oddly misshapen heads who need adopting. So you would you would bring these kids home and adopt them as your children. Uh, and they are they are weird looking. They're adorable, but they're very weird Ew. looking. Uh, I think they're adorable. Whatever. I'm you know I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the toy uh, from way trip, back man. when. It's got a soft spot in my heart for him. And in your head. What's that?
3: (laughs) Soft spot in your head. Soft spot in my
2: head. Yeah. It never never got better. Never made wrestling really hard. Mm. (laughs) Um, uh, So, but in the world of the cabbage patch kids Christmas special, something called bunny bees are spreading some sort of powder on the cabbages to make babies. Uh, And I assume uh, that powder is just the cocaine that was used to write this. Whoa.
4: Pollinating them.
3: What is that? I have never heard that before. Well, Cocaine is a drug. Bunny bees pollinating cabbages? Yeah, that's not part of the lore until now. did (laughs) you watch the episode? I do not recall anything about friggin' bunny bees.
2: (laughs) Go back to the first, like, ten seconds of the episode, Chad.
4: Did you just block it out of your memory? I would have.
1: Uh, they are the bunny bees spreading their crystals, <laughs>
5: spreading, spreading their, their, yeah, their crystals.
4: Yeah, the, the, I just I just looked it up and it says it, it like on the Wikipedia. It says the bunny bees fly around. Fly all around, sprinkle magic crystal dust. What is happening on what? the mother on the mother cabbages? And on that magic, wh- uh, and that, oh and that my. magic causes cabbage patch kids to be born. Yeah, this okay, is not,
3: no, it's not. okay. That is why I straight blocked it out. No, I uh, uh, visually <laughs> the thing happened on the screen. My eyes were on it, and my brain was like, "No, no, you don't." <laughs> need yeah. This.
4: It's like when you have a traumatic, traumatic incident and you'll like, you'll, you'll be asleep like a month from now and you'll have a nightmare about it. Well, they still, they still, this, this website is still active. You can still adopt. (laughs) You can, you can see, I just sent you guys the website. We should post this. See adoptees. You can find your perfect match. I love it. Uh, they are, they're much hipper looking now. Some have glasses one terrifying kid is dressed like a reindeer. Uh, they're much more diverse than they used to be in the 80s. So, yeah, you can, everyone listening, in case you were curious, you can still adopt your very own crystal meth baby.
2: What, this is crazy because I actually, my first thought was they are way more diverse on this special than I was expecting them to be for the 1980s. No, like, in the 80s, ow. you always
4: had a couple of a, a couple thrown a cup, in. No, a couple, a couple was more
2: than you usually got. <laughs> Chan, you know. <laughs> oh, my gracious. So, yeah. So the bunny bees are spreading crystal powder <laughs> on mother cabbages <laughs> to make new babies. And a thing that I guarantee mess. This is why sex education is so poor in this country. <laughs> Everybody thinks this is what's going on. And then a stork tends to the babies.
4: Mm-hmm. And yeah, a the, hidden Glenn. The, the stork thing gets weirder. Because like I I, just, I was looking at well I was looking at I was like okay surely this this stork is just called stork on IMDb but he's no. Colonel Casey
3: Colonel Casey that I remember they mentioned it multiple times
4: first of all how did he attain the rank of Colonel if he's a stork? Uh, he served in World War
2: Two ma'am <laughs> he killed the Nazis <laughs>
3: uh, oh okay no. he feel feels a lot more like a Korean War vet to me honestly you know what like, maybe I feel I'm like not. yeah you know.
4: Uh, this is also, this is Hal Smith, who voiced Owl from Winnie the Pooh. How mm-hmm.
3: about that? Okay.
4: Uh, we actually, we
2: got some good voices in it. I recognize some G.I. Joe voices right away. Yeah,
4: I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Optimus Prime at the end there as the yes. cop. It's not,
2: though. Peter it's Cullen is not credited in the credits of this at all. No, Wait, I saw there's... him
4: on the IMDb.
2: That's weird, because I when I f- freeze-framed the cast... He was not listed not I was looking for him because I'm like that is obviously Peter Cullen.
4: no he but- was listed in the in the on oh, the so IMDB weird. page you got also- asked for his name to be taken off the actual show <laughs> no I mean his picture is prominent it's like one of the first uh one of the first hang on let me find it uh yeah it's like his, Cullen, his picture please. is prominently display- displayed on the yeah is, Hal, uh, Hal have- Smith Tress McNeil.
2: That's really, really strange. Yeah. Uh,
4: I freeze framed it literally
2: looking for Peter Cullen on the voice actor page. Yeah,
4: he's it says police voice. He's he's literally like at the I believe
2: I believe you that he is there on the uh uh IMDB. I am telling you on the actual program itself, he is not listed as a member of the cast.
4: Uh, Which is, I that's mean, blowing
2: my mind right now.
4: Who knows? Who knows what was lost in translation from this being uploaded to YouTube?
2: What do you mean uploaded to YouTube? There is literally a a page, a a a sheet. What do you call it, Gina? There is I, a credit. Listen, list I am trying to be polite and
4: say that you missed it or can't <laughs>
3: read. I'm, uh, I will deal. say the list of names on this cast list um, is is in the same order as IMDb. And it cuts off the last name, Anne-Marie McAvoy, is the name just above Peter Collin. Told you. So they went down the list, and there was just not enough room for him.
2: That's so wild. I would think someone would get sued if you don't get
4: credited <laughs> for a thing that you did. No, that's Chan is saying that the credits just cut off. Like, it doesn't... Right? But, yeah. Yeah.
3: Maybe he just got shit representation.
5: Mm-hmm. I'm
4: not just
2: saying, the act... The actual not, it's not like they zoomed in on this version of the video, it's just he's not there. That's crazy because I swear I'm like, well, that's obviously Peter Cullen.
4: Well, you know, what we should do is spend the next 30 minutes talking about it.
3: I would like to do that actually. Oh, we had three lines. This was proud. Th- I bet this dropped before Transformers dropped. So, like, he's probably, probably a guy who you know did a lot of voice work, but he wasn't like recognizable. He wasn't I mean, that's fair enough. Yet.
2: Yeah, I don't know. He did not get credited on this show until IMDb came out. So for decades, people were like, is that Peter Cullen? I don't know. He's not listed. Can't be him.
3: I can't imagine that crack that case. ever happened to a single person. We
2: cracked the case. It happened to me just now. It must have happened to someone else. Anyway so uh here's the deal we have xavier roberts who i think is the name of the person who invented cabbage patch kids am yeah. i crazy about that yeah, yeah.
3: That was, that's kind of weird
2: professor yeah,
4: xavier's is- school for gifted cabbage patch kids that
2: yeah. is correct yeah.
4: none of so them
3: are mega kids level kids. mutants are just uh <laughs> just meth heads
2: <laughs> this all tracks uh yeah, so uh, Xavier Roberts is is a, is a what a teenager? Well, how old would you say he is? He's like 14.
3: Um in the no, show I mean.
2: Uh, maybe 12. 12. So this adult is represented in the show by a small child, but I mean, not as small as the cabbage patch kids.
4: I'm going to I'm going to put something in the chat right now uh, uh, that you guys part. need to click on because
3: Oh, Jesus, that is a that is the largest penis I've ever seen in my life. Why? No,
4: I normally put those in the chat. This is this is a, a, a picture of the founder, who's okay. a real beardy-looking dude with a cowboy hat, who's just smack dab in the middle of a bunch of Cabbage Patch dolls, and it. Looks I mean, they made him a billion strange.
2: dollars. That's fine. I, I begrudge uh, the man nothing. He's still alive. Why didn't we get him for this? He's only uh, episode? sixty-eight.
4: Of like, he's, like, he's, got, he's got at least wow. twenty years ahead of him. Wow, it's he was okay. in his twenties.
3: Yeah. I went to the Cabbage Patch Kids Wiki, uh, you know, clicked on Xavier Roberts, and uh, oh. I, I feel like I'm aware that this was the
4: case. Yeah, a 21-year-old art student. That's uh, kind of cool, to be honest. He was a 21-year-old art, art student. He created, like, the most popular toy in history up to that point. No. Uh, he was also but born I'm, on
3: Halloween. How about that? of a naked baby's ass with his name tattooed on it <laughs> he did which, do that as well yes. i mean if we're going to talk about uh human trafficking <laughs> right there that's a, how oh, do you know That,
4: that you is, so is strange. Um, white
3: slaver there you go
4: that's a very strange image yes
2: that's um that's interesting uh I bet he's a fascinating guy, and I think we missed an opportunity to have him on the show. We're going to have to do more Cabbage Patch content and get Xavier on the show. I mean, what else is he doing right now?
3: Because I'm probably going to say a lot of terrible things about the man. Um, It'll be no
2: different than what you guys said about Buzz Dixon before we had him on the show the first no, that was time. Just Gina. Um, You're so right. That was just Gina. Yeah. I don't feel bad.
4: Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. We don't, discuss don't go this. back and listen to those early episodes. We don't discuss this. Why Gina this. wants
3: to re-record
4: we all the early episodes. We don't discuss this.
3: <laughs> yeah, I bet you <laughs> wish I was editing stuff now, huh, Gina?
2: Yeah, I hate
4: I hate everyone and everything.
3: Well, that's that's
2: the truth. So yeah, so there's a stork. There's Cabbage Patch Kids. They live in a cabin in a in a hidden glen, uh, like th- behind a mountain or something in Georgia, though. Which I, this guy's from. Xavier Roberts is from Georgia. So I'm assuming they
4: need to be kept secret because the government is hunting for them.
3: This I mean, is this real really very much like one of those shows. I, I don't know if we're talking like the gifted or a <laughs> team, but like either way, it's like we're on the run.
4: But also yeah, like the fact that they have to remain secret and that only this colonel and this like te- this preteen or teenage boy just, knows about them.
3: Stork. Like when you look at him, you, the first thought isn't, oh, he's <laughs> a member of the armed forces. He's a fucking bird.
4: No, I
5: think
3: he's
4: he's like putting, (laughs) I think he's like one of those doomsday preppers and the Cabbage Patch dolls are part of his plan. Like he's like hiding them there for when he wants to overthrow the government.
3: Are you talking about the Colonel or Xavier Roberts?
4: I, I think the Colonel, I think Xavier is like, is like someone the Colonel recruited who understood his mission. Like that he was like, just like one day hanging outside a racetrack <laughs> and he saw like a 13 year old boy. And he was like, man, don't you hate government oversight? And Xavier was like, I guess I do. And he's like, let's talk all about it. And then, the <laughs> and then like the Colonel was, was like, after he got, he, he like learned to trust Xavier. He was like, Hey, I've got a bunch of babies. You can grow as many (laughs) as you want. I just need someone like you to every once in a while check in on them and bring them some canned goods. Otherwise, they'll starve to death.
2: (laughs) This this entire setup is wild because, yes, they're hiding from society, but also trying to get themselves adopted. So (laughs) it's Uh, just these two things are at odds with each other. That's good conflict. That's Mm -hmm. good
4: writing i mean it seems like <laughs> colonel casey is using them as slave labor at one point
2: what are they doing though they oh. just hang around a cabin and and have to, they're like six years old they have to fend for themselves
4: and there's also like one of them is a baby and also at the yes. end one of them cooks an entire turkey and a dinner yes, unsupervised i am shocked that the cartoon standards and practices people didn't say, hey, we need more than just a a, a creepy doomsday prepper stork watching over them as they use the oven?
3: I feel like um, of all of the Avian kingdom, the stork is the most reliable when it comes to What, just because he's uh, trusted with babies? I mean... Yeah, obviously he can be trusted with babies because, like the whole image of us, the only thing people know about storks is that they bring babies. They they care uh, for yeah. Two things: babies and flaccid pickles. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. I'll grant you, there's not really a lot of difference at uh, you know newborn stage.
2: Uh, definitely not. But I just I, I want for all the stork enthusiasts out there sure, who were sure yelling the tor- at their radio, yeah. I want to
3: make sure that they that they are their voice is heard. All the stork stands out there. I understand. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um here's what I just wrote. Every one of these kids looks like a monster.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. They
2: are, again. They are
4: misshapen. Again. Their heads are too big. Garbage bell kids are supposed to look like that. Cabbage patch kids were supposed to be cute and are mutants. I They're mean, still cute
3: though. They're still cute. Uh, uh, they uh, they sold eight gajillion uh, toys. So you're not you're not correct. Listen, kids, kids are, kids are stupid.
4: Kids um, are stupid.
5: Kids
4: are stupid.
3: I guess. <laughs> I guess I can't argue that.
2: I mean, to be fair, kids are stupid.
4: Thank you. That's
2: you know that's. Certifiable, um, <laughs> but yeah, they're they are weird looking. They're like two feet tall. Uh, I I just the way this thing is written, it's just all exposition. But there's no plot or no jokes. It's just here's the thing that happened. Here's another thing that happened. Here are things that keep happening, but not like in a way that would drive action or conflicts. Well, they Wait, are you under the to. impression
4: that all cartoons are comedies? Or, that all kids' cartoons are comedies? Yes, all kids' cartoons are They have to be comedies. Look, we we
2: need to talk about this is clearly going for jokes or humor at certain points. There are quote-unquote one-liners, just nothing lands because it's all written so poorly. There's the line where they literally are, are literally biting a man's ankles. <laughs> they are literal ankle biters. And then we have shots of villains jumping up and down, uh, holding their feet. And that is meant to convey uh, humor. That's Home Alone style uh, uh, horribleness.
3: Mm. Mm. I would like to take a moment to discuss. (laughs) Uh Yes, please. The size, because you mentioned they're two feet tall. Um, One foot of that is head. there's There's some sort of size that is smaller than an adult human. But also, we first meet um, Lavender, McFuckface, whatever, and um, yes, two, like, we weasels? We- weasel. It's a weasel uh,
2: and a rabbit. Evil Cabbage Jack
3: and Bull Weasel. Evil Cabbage Jack. Um, okay. Oh, he is a rabbit. That's weird. Oh, like
4: a, In, like, a bowler Jack That's It's wonderful.
3: I love them. I love these people. <laughs> so there are animals. R- there are rabbits. There are small, normal uh, rabbits like we conceptualize of them, They, which may or may not have meth and sprinkle meth on cabbages. But there are also anthropomorphic rabbits in this world. Well, the stork is also anthropomorphic, so this isn't too weird. Yeah, okay. that's true. And uh, the anthropomorphic weasel. Um, they are too big. Uh, this lavender chick wants the Cabbage Patch Kids because they are small enough to reach the gold in, in the her mind.
2: She's she's a oh. miner, and uh, you know, she wants children to do her uh, workplace mining, right? Uh, to to d- go into small holes and get gold out for her. I'm glad to see, you know, children in mines doesn't happen anymore, and there aren't people pushing legislation to bring that back anytime. What's that?
3: Yeah. Oh. To, oh no. Yeah, yeah. Oh
2: no. Uh.
3: Good old family values. You know.
2: Oh well. Uh, uh, I've just gotten word um that I'm wrong about that. They are in fact trying to get those laws passed. The, in the year
3: 2023.
2: Well,
3: here, here's my concern is that she <sighs> wants these uh children because they're small. She has an anthropomorphic weasel. <laughs> yes, she does. Who is smaller than the children, thinner at least, undoubtedly stronger than the children, faster than the children. And if he can't reach the friggin' gold, I mean, A, you should get some picks and mm-hmm. shovels, maybe, because they don't have any tools for actual digging in this tough, mine. Stuff mine. But even if they didn't, like the weasel will, could get the gold. A thousand times better than these children. That's a great point.
4: I mean, maybe the weasel, these kids are made of hardy stock. Maybe the weasel has like tiny little arms and can't properly carry the gold nuggets. Whereas these hefty, fat-cheeked children.
3: Whoa, that sounds, uh, is that fat shaming? It feels like, it feels horrible, whatever it is that you're doing.
4: (laughs) Uh, They deserve it they, uh-huh. they, are, they wow. are a militia of children you're who are not, ready to do the bidding wrong. of a military stork
3: yeah no no that's fair
2: <laughs> you know i'm going back and i'm looking at this hole and i feel like there's nothing stopping Hold all on. three of these larger characters
3: from going in the hole uh, just real quick i'm gonna have to uh clip that out of context
2: oh yes please do yeah. uh <laughs> new ringtones just dropped hottest thing of 2023 <laughs> Um, this hole is roughly three feet tall, and they're literally reaching in there, n- not trying very hard. So yeah. I'm wondering if they're dapper suits; they don't want to get them dirty.
3: Uh huh. But they it don't care if the children get dirty. This this weasel has a very nice hat.
2: It's this bowler is legit. Like I'm I'm mm-hmm. honestly like I'm sitting here watching the Cabbage Patch Kids first Christmas special, and that's daring, implying there was going to be a second, a third, and a fourth. Uh, good job cabbage patch kids on your boldness from 1984 and i'm sitting here jealous of the way this weasel dresses why can't i look like that weasel from that 40 year old cabbage patch kids special what's wrong with me in my fashion sense
3: i I couldn't begin to explain in a podcast life
2: gi joe will return after these messages
0: Good parents, my Cabbage Patch Kids.
1: The Cabbage Patch Kids. Each doll is different, and you can pretend to adopt them.
0: My baby has a real diaper.
1: You can love and care for them, like your very own. You're a pal. And the only one. I love you. They're each one of a kind. They're Cabbage Patch, Patch kids. kids. You can give them all your love.
2: Cabbage Patch Kids are each sold separately. Each doll comes with a pretend birth certificate and adoption papers from Coleco. back to GI Joe. Uh so uh, a few things here. Uh, uh the kids just live alone in a cabin in the woods and that just blows my mind. I, I just, don't
3: understand that. that me, I sense. don't think
2: that's fair. Uh, also, yes, this old lady lavender and this uh, uh weasel and jackrabbit also live in this hidden glen where they operate a mining facility and I I don't know who they would sell this gold to. It doesn't seem like money exists in this magical realm. They would have to go into the real world, which they also don't seem keen to do. So I'm a little confused how the economy works here. No, Uh, I I would buy that.
4: I think like the, the cabbage patch kids don't really go into the real world, but I would buy that this rich old lady occasionally like. Goes into town and like really spends it up, like spends a day at a spa, gets really expensive whiskey and just like really. And she has grown accustomed to life on the outside and she needs to feed that habit.
2: Note to self, we just found out what Gina would do if she won the lottery.
4: Uh, I mean, really, I would just order every kind of spaghetti from every restaurant. But that's very fair. Yeah. Um,
2: I wrote here. This is a Wes Craven movie in the making
4: of just
3: <laughs> yeah
2: ch- weird looking children in the woods.
4: I here's up a pitch. To Become all murderers. Here's a pitch. No one steal this. It's mine. <laughs> a remake of The Hills Have Eyes, but it's all Cabbage Patch Kids.
2: This is what I'm getting at. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I I want I want like a family to get a flat tire near the cabbage patch and then just to hear like rustling and seeing little fat cheeks staring out at them and being like, get back in the car, honey, get back in the car. And like the cell phones don't work here. And then just like. A fucking baby cat—the baby that sticks its disgusting face in the turkey at the end—just slowly upsetting. crawls out.
2: <laughs>
4: oh, oh, I can't even talk about it. It's so it's upsetting. so gross.
2: I'm so look. We'll get there when we get. there That's The very we'll get end there of the episode. We get there.
4: Until then, it's in my brain.
2: It's ter- it'll be it'll be burned there for the entirety <laughs> of your life. Uh, yeah, I, I actually that that plot, Gina, is not too different from Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, the horror movie that no. came out. Um, but it is different, just not too different. Um, okay. It's also that's a terrible movie. So there you go. Uh, I ever re- the the here. So here's the deal: the kids find out the Cabbage Patch kids find out about the spirit of Christmas, and because they're a bunch of dumb babies, they think it's a literal uh, thing that they can go witness. So they're going to go into the real world. Somehow New York City, I think. I'm, I'm still a little confused. Uh, is it supposed to be Atlanta? But Atlanta isn't even close to looking like that. I don't know. The point I is.
3: I don't understand where their naivete begins and ends. Yes. Because, like, yeah, this uh, little baby made a turkey, a, f- a ro- full-on roast turkey just on her own with no trouble at all. But like they don't understand the concept of like money or the
4: idea of a uh, spirit as a. I don't know. A, I would concept. buy that. Like sh- very, very, very sheltered kids know about food, but not commerce. I would buy that.
5: Hmm.
4: Okay.
3: <laughs> Enough yeah. to like live alone.
4: Well, I no, mean, what this, do they this need is for? First of all, like they—they they clearly don't need money they like they seem to just like i don't even know if they need to eat but like they seem to just grow their own food i assume one of them grow their their
3: own turkey siblings
4: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that they i think that most of the time what they eat are the defective siblings that grow from the cabbage (laughs) oh god
3: oh no whoa
2: uh how about and how messed up is it that colonel stork uh, they're just like, hey, we're going to go in the city, but it's big and scary. We're going to go see the Spirit of Christmas. And he's like, be careful, guys. But yeah, absolutely go for it.
3: Doesn't <laughs> offer to go with them. I mean, to be fair, talking storks should not go to the city. Okay, fair. <laughs> that is the recipe for disaster. Also,
4: I assume he's got shit to do. He's got crystal meth to deliver all over the world.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's
2: very. Also, like, if, if all eight of these kids go to the city and get abducted or murdered, He's just gonna grow more. Yeah, I mean, let's
4: let's be real. One of them gets straight up kidnapped at the end of this episode, and uh, he he just replaces it immediately. <laughs> immediately,
2: there's no wait. It's just like, oh, did you come home one less? Here's a baby. Yeah. Like wh- yeah. what is happening? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So e- the, they get chased by the evil trio, and because they they want to abduct the children to do mining for them, and I just I don't know why I love that. I just as 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 motivations go, this is top-notch to me. I'm going to abduct the cabbage patch kid children in this hidden faraway land so they can work in a mine. This is straight up 1940s Disney stuff, and I'm here for it.
4: Yeah, I like to imagine that in the writer's room, as they were writing this episode, like they were like, okay, so we need to like find a way to to like Get them to the city, put them in danger. Someone wants something from them. What do they want? And then there's just one guy that's like, sex trafficking? And it's like, damn it, Gary, no, not <laughs> uh- sex trafficking. And then they talk for like several more hours. And Gary's like, I mean, I feel like we had the idea two hours ago. It was sex trafficking. And then finally, <laughs> someone was like, I don't know. What are, okay, they're small. Let's just like say they want them to mine gold. And Gary is like, yeah, okay, like that's more realistic than sex trafficking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> In this Christmas special. Um, yeah, so they chase the kids, try to capture them. But the kids uh, escape. They they jump up into a tree and immediately our, our evil trio is like, I don't know what happened. They were just here next to this tree and there's nothing else around here. But now they're not here anymore. Oh, shit. I just, guys, I'm at a loss here. I don't know what happened. And this is when my mind is just blown as two like Canadian dudes (laughs) two Bob and Doug McKenzie from strange brew, just show up in a pickup truck with a, with a, with a a vertical saw. What do you call those things? It's the big long saw that two people use. You know what I'm talking about? And they cut down the tree
4: and Chan, I beg for this sound poll because what is happening in this moment? I'm so confused about why you wanted this feel like we're about to learn something new about you.
2: Probably. Sorry. This will bring a good price in the city.
4: I don't know why that just hit me
2: so amazingly funny. Like wh- <laughs> we're here in a magical land and this just, this just dude <laughs> who can't even this all this is not a word. I had to use two apostrophes just to bang it out on the page. This it'll get a good price in the city. I I like that we needed him to say anything at all. That's what's weird. The, the the regional dialect regional to what we are in a magical land with talking rabbits. I mean, this is not Huckleberry Finn. I hope is this Huckleberry Finn
3: might be Narnia. Did you see any Turkish delights?
2: Oh boy. And it turns out we're going to the city by tree. As these, I travel, these Canadians, I assume, cut the tree down, don't look at it, hoist it to the back of their truck, and
3: drive straight into the city. It's a fucking tree. What? Yeah. What do you want well, them expecting it for?
4: ticks? Uh, yeah, I, I'm confused by Ray's whole, like, what's a tree thing? I know what a tree is, all right? It's, do you? Uh, uh,
2: it's, uh, it gives us light. <laughs> um,. <laughs> Um, you know, so there's that, uh, I don't know to me, the, uh, to haul this tree into the truck would force them to get near the part somewhere where they would have seen a cabbage patch kid. So either they just don't care possibly, or, or they're made of heaven. I don't know. It's every part about this just rang bizarre to me. And obviously this is normal things to the two of you. So I'll just go on.
3: Dude, they're lumber dudes. Yeah. They're cutting down a tree to sell.
4: Yeah, I. That's what. That's why I'm. I like when you said, "Can I get a sound pull I was like, "Oh, I think Ray doesn't re- doesn't know where Christmas trees come from. They come from a magical land next yeah, to they- a a shack in the woods where
2: Cabbage Patch eight of them live together with no help. Uh,
3: they grow from cabbages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a stork brings them to oh.
4: Christmas
3: tree lots and puts crystal uh. dust on them.
4: Uh huh. Why oh, they're so uh-huh.
2: popular? Well, now, now we're at the city, and now we're gonna go find the spirit. And this, this part, I don't, Gina. I'm gonna need some narrative help with this Uh-oh. because we are introduced to three characters of Bertha, Vinkers, and Gus, who are human equivalents to the the the, the to uh, lavender and the bunny and the
3: uh, hey. and the I- bull I- weasel. God. I thought I, I had missed something. Oh my God,
5: me too.
4: And me too.
3: <laughs> like, did, did they transform
4: into I what? Thought no, they were wearing, I thought they were wearing disguises the whole time. And I think, and I, like, I had the same thought. I was like, ah, crap, I must have zoned out. And they put on human disguises. No. And then we went through the whole episode and they never took off their disguises. And I was like, huh.
2: They are an analog for the characters that were hunting them in the fantasy world. Now they exist in real life,
4: except (laughs) Lavender to Bertha is like a (laughs) one-to-one. Yeah, she was already a human. So I legitimately thought, like, I thought I must have zoned out. And she was like, she went into the city and was like, you two are going to need disguises. And I, I, I genuinely was like, I didn't care enough to rewind it and go back, it's, but I thought, I was assuming that's what was going on the entire time. It, it's it's like they wanted
2: them to still continue to be chased by these three characters from the beginning, but then suddenly, like, towards the end of the production, or uh, of the writing cycle, somebody was like, how do we explain a weasel and a rabbit running around the real world and nobody notices or cares? And then so they had to make this bizarre swap. <laughs> and I I can't, I have. I'm. I'm struggling. I'm struggling with this concept in this episode of this show.
3: This is what I have learned in my many decades on this planet. <laughs> if uh, every relationship of yours involves being kidnapped by an enormous, rich, fat woman <laughs> and her two weasel-like uh, minions, um in every relationship then it's not them it's you that's the (laughs) problem
4: so you're saying the cabbage patch kids were asking for it oh boy Robert Clark Chan (laughs) Robert Clark Chan is Gary in the in the writer's room who wanted to make them be sex trafficked
3: I guarantee it I guarantee guarantee it. it We gonna give, teach the kids a lesson. Let's teach them a lesson <laughs> about the real world. Crying out loud! Oh boy! No, someday. <laughs> do, do I love the fact that uh, kids
2: go that the kids immediately go up to Bertha? They were just chased by this analog on the other side, but they walk up to her like she's just a normal person who they can trust because again the naivete if they were so naive they'd be working in a
4: goddamn mine right now <laughs> so i, I mean, don't to be fair i like the fact that not all elderly fat women look the same to these kids like they they look at her and they're like well it's not she looks like her but clearly it's not her they, one of them even says that looks like violet or whatever her name is lavender lavender Uh, but yeah, they're like, eh, whatever. It's not the same person. I mean, that's some good, that's a good lesson right there. Don't, uh, racially profile old white ladies, kids. But it turns out she is exactly like (laughs) the other one. So yes, do
2: racially profile
3: old white ladies.
4: It's a bad lesson.
3: Also, why don't they say that she looks like the penguin from Batman? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. This is all true. And so. Uh, they they want to commit robbery. Uh, They try to they, they they she like tries to get a guy to ask for help. And while he's helping her, the other two guys like rip like everything out of his pockets. They, this is like out of something out of uh, a fallout game because they just oh, pickpocket I mean, the shit is, out of him.
4: She is Fagan and she yes. and she wants her her yeah, band.
3: I think she's being sincere. She's not faking it.
2: Stop it. Stop it, Chan. <laughs> uh, this is already spinning my head enough. Uh, she wants uh, her I,
4: band I, of tiny, tiny thieves. Uh, they should have just gone along with it. They would be rich by now.
2: And all they get out of his pockets are like receipts and a library card. And first no, of all, no. do not disrespect the library. No, no. Card.
3: It's two tickets. Uh two, two bus tickets to somewhere. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah paradise two
0: bus tickets to macon georgia
3: i mean if you're a a thief a professional thief that's your business like you should know how to fence that and at least get a couple bucks why would you You tear it up tears them all
2: up yeah Yeah. or
4: take it back to the bus depot and be like i'm not gonna need these after all give me my money back they used to do things like that back then yeah go to the library.
2: Take out the most expensive books, as many as you can, and no. sell them on the black market. It's not your card.
3: The black market of library books.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's one, eBay. This mm-hmm. is pre. This is a new Amazon thing. Sell yeah. those books, kids. Go um, on. I do like the kids go up to her, the Cabbage Patch kids, and ask her about the Christmas spirit. Her response is to say, beat it, brats. Yeah, yeah. I like this but lady. Her plan later is to kidnap them and use them as pickpockets. So when they came up to her originally she should have just tried to kidnap them, them instead of chasing them away. If this is what's in her heart, right?
4: Uh, I think she yeah. doesn't come up with the plan until later. Right.
2: Maybe. I mean, uh, she said the plan, seems- the plan yeah. is, is amorphous. I'll just say that.
3: Yeah. She's got kind of a one track mind. So I feel like, you know, she, she was already looking for people to do her bidding.
4: Yeah. yeah. I feel like if, if violets, uh, uh, plan was I'm going to use these kids in the mines to mine gold because they're small, then this lady should at least be like, Oh, no one suspects a little kid of robbery. So that's why we'll send them. They're small and cute and can get close to people.
2: Yeah, but you got to have kids that are desperate and wanting to do it. Otherwise they're not going to do a very good job. None of these, none of these cabbage patch kids is going to become the artful Dodger. That's all I'm trying to say.
4: Uh, I, she's just, she's
2: just got to corrupt him a little. Okay. That's fair. Well, uh, in, in the spirit of true 1980s capitalism, they see a big store and say, that's obviously where the spirit of Christmas can be found. I mean, they wouldn't be wrong and they would be right. Yeah. And the kids, the kids try to roll just straight through traffic, not understanding what an automobile is or a crosswalk or a signal. And so this couple this couple that is just intertwined with their lives, because Ugh. this is really just the story of these two stories coming together and going apart and coming together and going apart. Ugh. Even if it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, this couple, this couple's going through some shit. This couple okay? is I'm just
4: gonna say, awful. This couple is awful. The woman is especially awful. She is. I'm a assuming white woman. the man is beating her at night.
2: <laughs> I, why would you assume that?
4: listen she's so sad and it it makes no sense why she's so sad no it does not uh and he's like sort of just like i'm like my wife is sad again i guess and you just know that like he gets home from work and she's like "Ah, why don't we have a child husband and he's like ah god this again and he's like oh you know what i forgot something back at the office and then she's like are you going drinking again husband and he's like no no I forgot something back at the office. And then like five hours later, he comes home reeking of scotch. And she's like, oh, when you were gone, I was so sad about our lack of a baby. And he's like, Jesus Christ, really? I went out for six hours and you are still talking about this? And she's like, why must you be so cruel to me, Kevin? And he gives her the back of her hand and then eats his cold soup in the fridge.
3: Jesus, are you making fun (laughs) of domestic violence, Matt Reif? Yeah, thank you. (laughs) you. Listen,
4: I'm not saying I am, but I am saying I have a fabulous chin. That's totally natural and was not given to me by any plastic surgeons.
3: This is going to be a hilarious bit uh, six years from now when someone listens to this. uh,
4: You know what they're going to do? They're going to Google him and nothing is going to come up. And it's going to be like some guy in Virginia who has the same name. And they're going to be like, that can't be right. And then they'll go do a deeper dive and they'll find out that like he was a flash in the pan comic who now is the manager of a best buy. You guys,
2: and the missing context here is that a few years ago, Gina dated Matt Reif. (laughs) I mean, that, that would that be
4: on mind. brand, I guess. I mean,
2: honestly, I say that, not totally sure it's not true. Yeah, it seems on brand. <laughs> I mean, it. he wouldn't be the worst guy you dated. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, and I'm sorry for that, Gina. I'm deeply, deeply, no, profoundly I'm, sorry I'm, for that I'm for you. I'm
4: comfortable with who I am.
2: I mean, that's great. <laughs> You're a survivor. um anyway these kids would not be survivors if it wasn't for this this couple helping them across the street all eight of them and they say they get them across the street and this white woman is just going through some things and let me just recap the story of their lives as i understand it you all can fill in some details for me they live in the country normally because she makes direct reference to we came to the city for christmas to see the children enjoying Christmas in hopes that wouldn't make me so sad about not having children at Christmas time. Uh-huh. I think that's a bad plan. If that's, if that's where you're coming from, that's a bad plan. So they, they live in the country. They have a ton of money. They clearly have a ton of money. They come into the city with their wearing their best to just see children and and yeah. be in the city at Christmas time. It's a little vacation they're taking.
4: Yeah, I think that th- that this couple lives in the middle of nowhere. He's rarely home. She did have a child, but drowned it in the bathtub. The oh, couple God. decided to bury it in the backyard. Minister. You didn't have
3: yeah. to make it a whole murder thing. <laughs> yeah,
4: i I'm think just she, saying, I-, I think that this is that that movie with uh with Nicole Kidman and the ghost children.
3: Okay.
2: Uh, okay. So
4: Gina, yeah. and also
2: like the, it, we're here in we're in Georgia, Gina. They come from the country. They live in a house in the middle of nowhere. Come on, you just say. they're plantation owners. Let's just say they come <laughs> from a family that benefited from certain economic
4: stuff in the South. I mean, a, they certainly did not want born. to adopt any of the black cabbage patch children. I'm I can't help but notice. There were notice. tons
3: of black children they could have adopted <laughs> and they're like, I really want a baby. I really <laughs> want a baby. Maybe not that.
4: Big. Also, is she unfamiliar with adoption before the events of this episode?
2: <laughs> this is uh, what's I very confusing to me up. as well. There are thousands <laughs> upon thousands of children hold looking on, for homes hold in on. this
3: country. You need to stop because I'm not done yet with my argument. Oh, excuse so me.
0: frightened. You're white as a sheet.
3: Okay. (laughs) Okay. See, I originally wanted to pull this quote.
1: I hope it didn't scare my freckles off.
3: That is uh, uh, gross and weird and (laughs) dumb. But then, now that we have established (laughs) that this woman is in the KKK, (laughs) only wants the purest white babies, like, you can argue with me, but I just gave you the textual evidence to support my argument. I see no reason to argue with you at all. This is a
2: complete argument.
3: <laughs> Slam dunk.
2: Yeah, just nailed it. Uh, yeah, and also, like, you kids look frightened. Do they, though? Uh,
4: they they really... Also, like, they weren't in danger. It's not like... Like, show me some near misses with the cars, but all those cars were politely stopped waiting for the kids to cross the road which they were doing and when that woman who who murdered i think eight of her previous babies um, comes into the street and is like take my hand even one of the kids is like why what are you gonna do with us and she's like don't you mind yeah, I just wrote here.
2: This couple is clearly up for stealing some children.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah. Like what? Like those kids were doing fine crossing that road. No one was about to hit them. It show me some so, show me some cars swerving around them and honking, Toy Story style, or don't have her walk out into a, the middle of the road and be like, "Take my hand, strange children."
3: And how many times do you figure this dude has heard this?
1: Where
4: are you taking us, Mister? <laughs> <laughs>
3: reckon that's like uh, every weekend.
4: My wife needs another replacement child.
2: Uh, uh, Also, in in, in a plot point that would later get stolen by the movie Training Day, the man drops his wallet and the kids pick it up and just hold on to it till the end of the episode when it will become needed for the plot. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: For real? I've never seen Training Day. What's that? I've never seen Training Day. What? Is there's the a pop point
2: is? where the uh the the one the, the 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 cop who uh wants to go straight
3: uh, saves
2: uh saves a woman from an attack but uh-huh. she accidentally leaves her wallet behind
3: mm-hmm.
2: and this is great everybody training day great movie uh <clears throat> and so also, he holds on to her you- pink wallet for the entirety of the movie and then at the very end he's gonna get murdered by a couple of like uh bad guys a couple of thugs a couple of gangsters and one of the gangsters sees the wallet and goes hey, isn't that your cousin's wallet? And he calls him and says, oh, that's the guy. (laughs) Oh, we were going to murder you, but it turns out you saved my cousin and you were held onto the wallet that she dropped all the way up until now. And now we're going to let you go as a thank you for saving our cousin.
4: That's one of the most wild
2: plot points in a movie that no one talks
4: about. Jen, why do you hate Uh action movies starring black men directed by a black man?
3: Tell me, tell me why. Uh, Wait a minute, Antoine Fuqua is a black man. Yeah, I was not aware of it.
4: Wow,
5: wow,
3: he's like one of
4: the most famous black directors.
5: Oh, he's done
4: all the equalizers. Uh huh. I mean, Training Day is also just a great movie, but Antoine Fuqua Uh, has quite the has quite the uh, the resume.
3: All I know is King Kong ain't got shit on me, and I think we all know that one.
2: So
4: yeah, it's a it's a really solid movie.
2: Huh. I mean, here's the deal: if that nope. plot point didn't win you over, I don't know what more I got to do.
3: Um, uh, nothing, absolutely you, nothing. nothing, nothing. You did it. Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you. I trained the day.
4: Uh, Olympus is so fallen. Yeah, the human
2: trio stuff. is now chasing them because beyond the reasons otherwise, they they want that wallet because that wallet clearly has a lot of cash in it because th- somehow this couple ended up with a lot of money.
4: Uh, it makes sense that a couple from Georgia going to the city would bring a lot of cash. A hundred percent. They also would
2: make sense that they would uh, keep their wallet safe and not have it so loosely placed in their body it would just fall out helping children across the street.
3: Just saying. I mean, here's the thing. I blame Uh, the victim. If this is a regular occurrence, then I'm sure that wallet uh, fell out very air quotes conveniently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, know they're gullible enough to go return your wallet. Then they're gullible enough to uh, get sold to Russian oligarchs.
4: Yeah, this is when this is when he says to them, like, oh, my God, Uh, let me give you a reward. It's in the back of my van. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> oh dear, my arm is in a cast. Perhaps <laughs> you could help me get it out.
3: Are you a size fourteen?
2: We Were did they three different serial
5: killer bits? And it was great.
2: <laughs> oh god. Uh, okay, so they're getting chased now. The kids are getting chased by the trio. They say they see an open window and say, "Let's break into that house." And, and that's fine. I mean, I,
3: you know. Cool. Let's break into that house. I mean, and- what that says to me is that uh the artful Dodger lady, like, can smell them. She yeah, says, oh, yeah. These kids are fucking criminals. I'll, I'll give get it bad. out of them.
2: Yeah. Well, they break into this gigantic house, and then we meet a, a-, a gr- little girl who is we think is like rich. She's got a huge tree, and it turns out it's made of her clothing and a coat rack because she's actually phenomenally poor. And I wrote, "How is she so poor in that house?" Oh, wait, that house is an orphanage where this house, it's an orphanage where everybody who works there and everybody who lives there has just left for Christmas, leaving this one girl behind to fend for herself. And she has a like, uh, a, what, what is that condition? The, um, the glass menagerie leg condition where she has a brace around it at oh, all times? I just
4: assumed it was, a, it was an effect of polio.
2: It, it, it could be polio. I mean, I, I thought we, we she, cured that well before 1984, like,
3: but broken her shin bone.
2: What? She's but she has got that's an old permanent
4: metal
3: brace around her leg.
4: That's not permanent. Yeah. Usually, like back then, it would be something like polio or
3: sure.
4: just but polio. I'm that's looking at where that Rickets.
3: brace is. And it's just like a little thing just barely around the shin, which I mean, like basically looks like a cast.
2: Yeah, but they had casts back in 1984 uh yeah. maybe not at this orphanage this
3: uh, feels to me like she's not that different mm. so uh, yeah they, they didn't want to make her right too now. different there's another reason why she's not getting adopted <laughs> i don't know if she's like a pyro or yeah uh, she okay. kills
4: animals or something
3: oh jeez can't stop biting it's something it's more than uh, like oh i'm different
2: and yeah, so here, I just wrote it all capital letters. Oh, here we go. Full on adoption story incoming. Let's get this kid a home. Uh, and also, so if you what kind you, if you of adoption exactly agency? What's going to happen the rest of this episode? I don't know how to help you.
4: What kind of adoption agency would be like, yeah, all right, you can stay home. I This blows, nobody's there but
2: her. <laughs> They're just like, later kid, F you, orphan.
3: I we're, going out, we're getting out of here. All of the rest of the kids aren't at families hoping to get adopted. They're out pickpocketing because oh, the yeah. owner of this orphanage is like "Okay." An army of
4: but I that think is, the it's most, just wild. I truly think the most disturbing and sad, both disturbing and sad part of this is when she's like creating a fake mother. Like this is some Anthony Perkins in Psycho shit. Oh, yeah. And she's that was like rough. talking to it and she's like, oh, mother and father, this is the best holiday ever. And the kids come in and they're like, yeah, cool. There's a mom and dad here. Wait, what? <laughs> and it's just her with a dummy made of like discarded bits of cloth. <laughs> It and she's awful. just like, I was just pretending to have a family. And that's when you're like, This chick is a psycho, and and it's very sad.
2: Oh no. Yeah. This is um uh, this is
3: serial
4: There
2: is cool
3: Is a reason why
4: she's not getting
3: <laughs> adopted. That's a good point.
4: Yeah. Uh,
2: Maybe also, she's like uh, the
4: orphan from Orphan. She's really 37 years old.
2: Oh God. It's it's what's that what's that Wayans Brothers movie, Little Man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Is she, is she wearing a ribbon around her neck? I feel like. Oh, geez.
2: But uh, in the middle of all of this, we get a song about being different. And yes, Chan, I want to hear some of it.
3: <sighs> it's terrible. <though. laughs>
4: That's why we need to hear it. If we had to sit through it, our audience does too. Everyone's different. There's me and there's you. The one day-
5: Four Together we'll share everyone, every year,
3: everywhere. I let it go through to the uh, oh, chorus. So, so good, we can, you know, Ooh. give it the maximum chance possible to see if it's a banger. <laughs> I'm gonna go mid banger. I'm gonna say
5: slight wow. banger.
2: Ew. I'm gonna go twenty five percent banger on
3: Wretched that one. Man.
2: You're, your
4: woke agenda <laughs> to get every serial killer redhead adopted is making you love a song that's terrible.
2: Look, maybe I have a special place in my heart for little red haired serial killers. <laughs> um, yeah, and so <laughs> and so uh, the, the, the the they end up like leaving to try to find the family. And the they get up uh, they get straight up abducted by this trio of uh, villains, and I just wrote child abduction, but there's no supervisors here, so nobody gives a shit. Um, they grab the kids, they shake them to get all of their belongings. What are we doing here? <laughs> At their best, these are orphans, and they're six years old. They're not exactly carrying diamond rings.
4: Uh, I mean, there's, if you're, if you're good, there's always something worth stealing. They're not good. They couldn't monetize bus tickets. That's, that's a good point.
2: Yeah. Uh, they, they're trying to get that money. And this is where, this is where we get, this is where phase two of the plan is where the, um, the, the new lady Bertha, of course. Mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm. says, I want to abduct you children. I will be, as Gina said, you're Fagin. You will be my Mary Oliver twist band of miscreants picking pockets and robbing people in the city. I love this plan. Let's do this. And the kids are like, we don't want to go into a career of theft and criminality for you of all people. This is not what we want to do. And she drops the line. I, this is a holy poop my pants moment when she says this out loud, Chan, I got to hear it. That's the trouble with youth today. They
5: don't want to work.
2: Holy shit. 40 years ago, they were saying
4: that
3: millennials oh,
2: yeah. babies. like they've been
4: saying it for centuries millennials babies from a cabbage patch no one wants to work anymore
3: uh, kids don't want to mine the coal mines anymore
2: <laughs> that is so wild to me that you know it's it's a talking point that all the gen zers have heard of a million times and roll their eyes at the concept of it and to know that it's been being said since the 1800s and before It's just wild to hear it in a children's cartoon. I, I, all capital letters, holy S, uh, that's wild. Um, This is where we get to the point where, you know, the Cabbage Patch Kids have to escape. They can't physically overpower these grown-ass adults. So two of them literally roll up the pant legs of one of the men and bite his ankles off camera, literal ankle biting. And they all escape to a fancy apartment building, a hotel. I think it's a fancy apartment building, right? Or
3: it's I don't know because they're visiting.
2: Okay. I thought so, it's but then I, I, I was confused. Called
3: the Prince Albert. It is called the Prince Albert. How did they get away with that? I don't know. Mm, I feel like it probably meant the same thing back. At, at, by I think it
4: did. So what? Prince I Albert and a can.
3: Does
2: Gina Short. not know what a Prince Albert is? No, I'm I do. Sure. Do you not know what
4: Prince Albert in a can, the Prince Albert in a can joke is?
2: I mean, I, I yes, I know that one. We'll let him out then. Yeah. But this goes back to the age of Queen Victoria and her husband Prince Albert had the piercing. So what? this existed back in 1984. People knew what this was. Writers got away
4: with one here. <clears throat> the, I mean, to be to be fair, this is probably referencing the tobacco joke. You think so? Yes, as opposed to the piercing joke. I don't know.
2: Y'all. Hashtag. <laughs> we don't do that anymore, do we? Because we're not on that website anymore. Well, technically the show is. And thank God Gina can point us to the tweets as they come in. Because me and Chan don't look at it anymore.
3: <sighs> you guys, I googled prince albert piercing and i regret. did
2: you not know what it was
3: no i knew what it was but i was just like oh the thing you said about prince albert actually having that piercing seemed very wrong to me so i'm like i'm gonna look and see if there's like it was the history of the prince albert piercing um but uh yeah there's a there's there's a lot of stuff i don't want to see
2: For sure. So let's talk about something I want to talk about. And that's that the G.I. Joe voices in this episode, because it's all these people who work as security in this hotel, and they don't like the idea of eight, uh, nine now, children unaccompanied just rolling in the front door, uh, which is amazing to me. But uh, we get Neil Ross in this episode. Wonderful. Neil Ross has been to Robert Clark Chan's living room. That's how you know he's a real G. And we also get, and I, and I recognize his voice right away, Arthur Bergheart, voice of Destro as well. Ah. I love it. I was so happy to hear both of their voices in there. I just immediately wrote right here, okay, I have to look it up afterwards, but I know these are G.I. Joe voices.
5: <laughs>
2: uh, but Neil Ross is so good at doing so many different voices, it took me a second to, to figure it out. It took me, I say it took me a second to figure it out. Uh, I when the closing credits ran and I saw Neil Ross in the closing credits, I figured it out. <laughs> There you go. Mm -hmm. Just keep it real. And, uh, yeah. And so, and who's there in the lobby of this random hotel? But the couple once again.
4: What? Yeah, they are keeping tabs on these children that they're going to. Mm -hmm. That
2: they're going to. Wow. And uh, the Cabbage Patch Kids can't yell loud enough as they leave. So this is a a near miss of an occasion. There's a wonderful thing where they, um, they hide in a clothing rack. Why there's just a clothing rack in the lobby of this hotel, I don't know. But they hide in it to get inside, a near miss, unfortunately, and they get kicked out. This is where the white lady continues her story, a backstory, her, her struggling backstory. And I just, again, this white lady is full of struggles. She came to the city, again, to see children on Christmas, to not feel so bad about not having children at Christmas time.
4: Yeah, yeah, this is, is some like this is when someone should intervene and tell this man to t- to get his wife on antidepressants and take her to a therapist. Get some Zoloft.
0: I we'd be less lonely coming to the city to see the children enjoying Christmas.
4: I don't know
3: how you arrive at that conclusion. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't
3: at all. It's like you walk into uh, a freaking opium den and be like, I thought it would be easier to stop thinking about heroin (laughs) by going into a room full of heroin users.
2: I wanted to lose weight. So I locked myself in this basket Robbins. (laughs) Like what, what is happening? What is happening here? Uh, Oddly enough, the children do get kicked out of the hotel by security. So, you know what? I like, I like functional security. They were, they had a problem. They dealt with the problem. They ejected all nine children uh, and the children didn't get past the lobby. That's a security win. I'm going to park, mark it down. Security
4: win. Yeah. I want to stay in that hotel, the hotel that throws children out.
2: Oh, that's a Gina special.
4: That's I would pay. I would pay extra.
5: I'd
2: pay extra to watch them. throw.
4: Can I throw the children out?
5: <laughs>
2: oh my goodness. The kids, the cabbage patch kids end up in a city park and they're under a bridge sleeping in the cold and at this moment they realize maybe this was a bad idea.
4: Yeah, this is really like like one of the kids the the kid that's dressed like a military soldier is 100% bald. Like this kid in in New York in winter is freezing to death within an hour. Yeah.
2: Especially like in the-
4: 1984 when it was still cold
2: oh yeah when cold existed yeah that's crazy um i like that the one girl is just like guys maybe this is a mistake uh why why, why you know wh- wh- how, what are we gonna do next and the other kid just shouts stop asking questions <laughs> there's clearly a hierarchy here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh my god uh, i
3: don't ever want to feel Jen, like i don't know what what's happening that here Take me to the place I love. Why are we singing
2: red hot chili peppers? Oh, because we're under the bridge. God damn it. God uh, damn uh it. uh Uh-huh.
3: Uh-huh. Oh, I'm so mad. The people want to hear more singing.
2: They've told us. They well, they've told us they want to hear more Gina and Chan singing, and I'm trying not to take it personally. No,
3: you you should take that personally. <laughs>
2: you should obviously take everything
4: us. personally, in my opinion.
2: Of side. the three of us, I am the only musical theater major. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a what a disaster! Um, I, I didn't. I, I this was a wild part to me is when the freckled uh, white girl says to Jenny, the uh, the one with the with the leg injury, she says, "You're even more than a friend,
3: Jenny." And I'm like, "Where are we going
2: with yeah, this?" Yeah,
4: then they start uh, kissing. Do you want to yeah. know?
3: Because th- I I didn't take the screenshot, but this sc- there is a screenshot. As the moment she says it, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right now. I'm clicking on the button, and I'm going to send you the picture. Yes, it's gonna please. come into the chat, and you tell me what is this little freckled child doing. Oh boy! <laughs> exactly when she oh, says it. Oh
4: wow, she is honking that
3: hooter. She's
2: she... feeling
4: her up from the outside of the
2: clothes, so tasteful. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Also, this 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 round faced baby with the yarn hair says to this girl, "Hey, we're both like redheaded freckled kids. We could be sisters." And I would slap the shit out of someone if 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 a Cabbage Patch doll said that to me. I would be like, the fuck are you talking about? I am a human being with a human face. (laughs) It is. It is. I did not realize that
2: part. That is disturbing. Uh, That is absolutely. I love. Here's the, this might be my favorite Christmas special we've ever watched. I'll just put it out there. The more we talk about it, the more the enjoyment level goes up. Uh, I was expecting this to be a real drag because uh, quite honestly, if you break down what happens in this episode it is a real bummer oh yeah this <laughs> it is
4: this is, this is right in drag. our wheelhouse because it's not good but it is fun to break down
2: yes uh very much so uh well here's the deal we get another song for the second christmas special in a row that we watch deck the halls makes an appearance guaranteeing it's a public domain song <laughs> uh
3: i need to uh i need to stop us here uh normally i'm not going to want to play any of the music, but this is important. And I, I looked it up because.
5: Our
3: what apparel? Oh, wait, what? Whoa, what? I didn't notice well, that. Oh, wait, what is it?
5: Play it's it again.
2: Pride apparel.
3: It's what? No, Jesus. It's supposed Christ. to be gay apparel.
2: now
5: our pride apparel.
2: But if you replace gay with pride,
3: isn't that sort of the same thing? It's maybe- bright. It's not pride.
2: Oh, it's- I heard
4: pride. I also no. heard pride, but I knew that couldn't be right because that wasn't a thing in the 80s. Not in 84.
3: No, maybe it was. Um How strange. The weird thing is I went and looked it up because I was like, that sounds really specific and weird. Is that uh, like a normal thing? Like maybe in the South, that's, they've been doing that forever. And uh, it isn't. But in 2011, some weird ass thing came up where uh, something got changed to Bright Apparel. And there were just articles and articles and articles on NBC and friggin' uh, 93.1 Kiss FM and University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign talking about um, a, a middle school choir who changed gay apparel to Bright Apparel because they're homophobic.
4: <sighs> oh no. So they didn't they don't know the original meaning of the word gay, I guess.
3: Uh well, I mean the original meaning of the word gay is to have sex with another man at the butt. but
2: like oh.
4: they Stop did
5: know. It. Yeah.
4: Okay.
3: Um
2: oh, oh, what a disappointment. I as if people
3: were still able to disappoint me in the year 2020. 1984 please. for God's sakes. We were still oh. using the f-word <sighs> willy-nilly.
4: Oh yes, watch watch the Bill farts? and Ted's movie. I still say farts all the time.
3: Yeah, and that's why you've been canceled.
4: <laughs> no. Yeah, I didn't want to be you the one to tell take you. My farts for my cold dead butt.
2: God damn it! <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's depressing. Um, And this is where we get our dark. This is some good writing. We get our darkest hour moment. (laughs) And in their darkest hour, when they were cold and hungry and unable to accomplish any of their goals and being chased by a trio of people wanting to put them to work as pickpockets, they sat there under a bridge and just complained about their situation. Heroes. And this is where they, of course, get abducted again because this is all that happens. They, uh, they're they sleeping, I should say. They're sleeping, and Bertha comes in and says, thieves always hide their wallets under their pillows. And the pillow, in this case, is the military helmet that the bald child is wearing. She gets the wallet, and then this should be good enough, quite honestly. She has the wallet. She could get away with it. She should take off. This is a lot of money, but Bertha and her hubris know no bounds. So she risks everything like she's playing press your luck and is looking to find no whammy, no whammy. Stop.
3: Uh,
2: Neil Ross does the voice of the whammies. I mentioned that again. Cause it's wonderful. Uh, still, he still does. Thank you. Uh, she, they try to, they try to kidnap all nine of the children and put them. And I think, you know, it, it's not, this is clearly not going to work. What are you doing? You have the wallet. You have your victory Cobra commander just get out no this is where they kidnap jenny specifically the non-monstrous child the actual yeah. child the one and who, who a
3: human being which is that's where you fucked up like no one's gonna miss these the fucking yeah bizarro doll children these cruciferous children <laughs> but uh a real human even if it's an orphan someone will notice
2: and this is when The police get involved because, yes, a cop car is driving by at this exact moment and the cop immediately recognizes Jenny as the kid reported missing from the
4: orphanage reported by who there was no one there. I mean, I assume they came back and they're like, ah, crap, the government's going to be mad that we lost a kid.
3: Yeah, it's we're gonna have to fix our paperwork and Jesus Christ! Oh
2: my God! Uh, and if they are in fact running a, a scheme, they would not want the cops involved. Uh, just for the record. So uh, when that the cops sense, show uh, up,
1: that's the little girl missing from the home,
3: and those pickpockets we've been looking for. I mean, that's, when Optimus Prime tells, "That's right, we gotta get these motherfucking pickpockets." <laughs> you you
2: it. You can't abduct children in front of Optimus Prime, you ninny's. <laughs> Don't even try it. And I love the fact that, like, they're busted. Cops are here. The cops, you've tried to steal the human girl. And and Bertha and the crew is like, oh, man, cops are here. Grab all nine children and make a run for it. What? Just get away. Scatter. There's only two cops. One of you will escape.
3: Uh, also, this delights me no end. <laughs> um, here Here is... uh. Here's what happens.
5: The cops! Grab the press and <laughs> run <burn> for it!
3: <laughs> I played all of that because yeah. um, uh, the delightful people of Adobe have uh, given us a automatic transcription service. Oh, sure. And uh, so what I got out of that was the cops grab the brass ring, board it, and grab hands around the heat, just like a clam, which <laughs> makes me very happy. That's all. We
2: can <laughs> now. No, it's fine. Yeah, they 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 lock hands, they overpower <laughs> the grown adults, and uh, the cops arrest everybody. Uh, what a delight! Um, this is just wild because, uh, it, it obviously, uh, the, that threat has now been put down and who is walking by the park while all this happens. But that couple once again, just shows up inexplicably where the children are in a perfect moment. And I just wrote here, this is too much. There are coincidences. And then there are just writers who do not care. Uh, in that moment, they get their wallet returned to them and they give them Jenny adoption is a go. They say human child, human white child. (laughs) All our dreams have come true. They, they didn't look too hard. (laughs) They literally had to be given a child to answer the question that answer the question that they themselves have been asking this entire
3: episode. Like these are not good people. (laughs) Uh, this brings me much joy because in the same way that like when something racist happens in a cartoon, I'm like, yeah, this is personal to me. Like you're, you know, you're doing this fake Chinese accent, uh, 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 shaggy. (laughs) We're going to have words. (laughs) Um, one of us has had extensive experience with the process of adoption. That is correct. And that these sons of
5: bitches
3: (laughs) are like, oh, it's too hard to go to an adoption agency and look at children. We're just we're just going to whine until one drops (laughs) in our lap. I'm telling you, this really hit with me. Uh you will never
2: find a bigger adoption proponent. Uh, Than myself, I am in favor of this practice greatly due to personal experience. And let me tell you, I don't want an adoption in this case whatsoever. (laughs) They do no work at all. And and the answer is just dangling in front of them constantly.
4: I I was trying to figure out, like, you know how at the end of um, Peter Pan, the darlings adopt all of the lost boys right like like that's that's the lesson so this is the part of the episode where i was like like i just assumed they were going to take the one human child but the whole point of cabbage patch kids was that you adopt them right like when you got one they give you a little adoption paper that says like this is your this is her name this is your doll Mm -hmm. they're yours now So I was like, is this is this going to be like they can't have a cabbage patch with no cabbage patch kids, but she's either got to take all or none. So that's where I was at this point in the episode. (laughs) Same. And so what ends up happening is uh, uh, they go straight
2: with Jenny straight to the adoption office. I don't know how this possibly works. Having been through this process, Uh, they on the spot, no questions asked. They are able to adopt Jenny right there and then. No, no. Uh, they knowing... they
4: do say they do the woman clearly says while we get these adoption papers ready.
2: Okay, but that, that is implying a very short turnaround window, she at the is, very least. She is,
4: I mean, I assume she's she's quickly aging out of the adoption system. <laughs> she's not that old. <laughs> uh, I mean, but, she's uh, the one no
2: one wants. This is and this is true. Uh it's this is where <laughs> This like, is oh, where the put her down. This is where the <laughs> quote unquote sister also gets her ass adopted saying, let's take both of them. And
4: I just wrote here, fuck you other Cabbage Patch kids. Yeah, like, yeah. And the thing is, too, they set it up perfectly because the other kids are like, we're we are sad for ourselves because we're going to miss you, but we're happy for you. And I was yes. like, oh, OK, so this is where the couple says, well, you know what? Why don't we take them all? And then no. they don't. And it is well, weird. It, to is, me, it is
3: upsetting. I just assumed that uh, that was sort of the engine that they created for a future series. Like every episode, one of them would get adopted. There'd be like one like red shirt, cabbage patch kid that would mm-hmm. get adopted because like it was expendable because you can't get rid of like the weirdly militarized child. I don't know. Oh, I bet I, you I can. Like, John like- Cena's looking.
4: It was just so like, there's no like, whoa, we'll come and visit you or like, oh, kids, you can come and visit them anytime. It's not like, it's not like the end of Annie. It's not like the end of Peter Pan. I truly was like, okay, well now they're going to, they have to adopt them all. Uh, But look, there's not room on the plantation for nine children. I mean, they're going to come back in a month and be like, oh, both of them mysteriously died. I guess we (laughs) I guess we need more. And then the the colonel is going to be like, yeah, all right. You just got to pay me personally. 200 bucks a kid. (laughs) <laughs> and then
2: we get the sort of the epilogue where
4: the couple sends presents
2: and a tree to the children's cottage, which I guess is the least they could do. But isn't this in a hidden grotto? How do they get this delivered?
4: Uh, Does On track Amazon, go that way? I assume Amazon goes everywhere. Also, there is a stork. I mean, isn't a oh, stork's whole purpose yeah, in true. cartoon is deliveries?
3: Uh, but
4: that tree, that tree was gigantic. Uh,
3: He's a strong stork.
4: Yeah. I, mean, he must be, I saw obviously. in the documentary Dumbo, a stork carried a baby elephant. So you know what?
2: You know what? I've been shut down. I've been shut down by a good argument, and I can't, I just have to accept it. Um <laughs> uh they, it turns out they had the spirit of Christmas the entire time inside of them. Dumb babies. It's not a real physical, tangible thing. It's a spirit. It's inside you, dummies. And this is where we get, and I have a lot of notes. This is where we get the turkey. Uh I Chan's mentioned it. it, Gina's mentioned it. I hate this it. This is where so we have a full much. turkey.
4: I hate it, and I had forgotten about it in this lovely discussion. I had forgotten that there was a devil baby who sticks its disgusting cabbage head
5: <laughs>
4: at a turkey that Everyone is about to eat, by the way. Oh, also, as that baby is crawling towards the turkey, I would have snatched that turkey away and kicked that baby away. There is nothing I find more disgusting than kids around food. Uh, And this baby sticks its disgusting face right in the turkey, slurps its fucking ass, and then pulls his little head away with all the brown shit all over his mouth. And I, it is the most upsetting thing we have ever watched in a cartoon.
2: I, I, I almost threw up. I, th- you get those <laughs> pictures online of the baby covered in spaghetti sauce, holding like pieces of spaghetti, and I want to throw up every single time I see those. It is horrifying. <laughs> it is horrifying.
4: I to hate me. it so much.
2: It's it so is upsetting. So- <laughs> Jan sends us a picture of the baby eating (laughs) and it's the side of the turkey and why is the turkey covered in gravy i'm gonna ask that question too that's not how anything works (laughs) and it gets a beard a bluto beard of gravy on this baby that turkey
4: shat itself
2: that is just everything and that is not appetizing but i want to also bring up a point here i don't know if y'all noticed this they asked the stork hey stork do you want to what? hang out and eat oh this bird? bird?
1: Uh, no, thanks. I gotta be getting back to baby land No.
3: Hey, do you want to eat one of your own kind, stork? Yeah. You don't have, if she don't have shit to do, you just don't want to eat a fucking bird. Get Would out you? of there. Get out hey, of there, stork. C- Colonel, you're next.
2: Run. <laughs> why hey no no it, it, this is this is, this is the chuck e cheese episode again where they're they're friends with a chicken but they also eat chicken and make fun of the chicken for not also eating chicken and i have just questions about this universe as well it's so upsetting and then why is this the baby on the table unsupervised why is the baby crawling towards the turkey unsupervised? Ugh, I,
4: I truly hate it i i I hate oh, it. God. Also, like it, it's it. Oh God, it probably like touches its own shit and has I'll gooey guarantee. hands. And like now no one can eat that turkey.
2: Well, you could eat the other side of that, tur- but you wouldn't Hell want no. to because it's covered in gravy.
3: It is an odd turkey.
2: It is upsetting. Okay. I'll have to I'll I... pull some of these images.
3: We we've we've talked a lot about how awful and creepy uh, this couple is. Um, obviously, I, I, I placed the blame on, we all have, the, on the woman and the man, the, obviously have some sort of fucked up relationship. Um, but I suspect like this.
0: I love that child with the freckles.
3: Oh. Oh, that's weird. It's That's a weird, weird fetish to have, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I was like, oh god, what is gross? In in addition to like all the racism of it, it's just kind of, um, uh, ew. But then there's, uh, they're talking about the kids much earlier, and like, there's, there's this person, this kid, and this kid, and this kid, and then there's
5: louise
1: at last count she had 2751 freckles oh
3: yeah (laughs) that wild is it the bird or is it just the writers of this cartoon who have a really odd fetish for freckles that like i'm gonna count every freckle on that girl's face oh yeah oh oh baby i want to have a child with freckles that seems like a lot of freckles (laughs) give me the freckles
4: uh i listen there was a period of time when like like freckle like there was uh there was pollyanna you know there was like a period of time where it was like this is the most kid like kid it's got freckles
2: yeah that i back in the 80s freckles were a really big deal um Definitely, that was in our media a lot was uh, kids with freckles. That was a big deal back then. It uh, is disturbing. And then we end (laughs) on, uh, we find out all the kids are special because they're all different. And that makes them special. All the kids have polio. Um, But uh, obviously, the other message of this uh, uh, episode is the white, red-haired, freckled kids are a little more special than the other ones.
3: they the only ones that get adopted.
4: Yeah, I mean, to be fair... Oh boy. One kid is wearing a military helmet.
3: That kid is He's upsetting. Crazy.
2: I,
4: honestly, I forget who all the other kids are. I just remember thinking <laughs> the entire time that the that the Patton kid was very weird.
2: At the beginning of the episode, like the narrator, God bless him. The narrator tries to tell us the names of all the kids. None of them are particularly identified between each other. So he's just like, and that's when Mary Sue and Sour Sam. And and I'm just like, I don't know, dude. They're all the same. They're just the cabbage patch kids.
3: Well, we can go through it real quick because the military kid is named Cannon something cannon as in like kaboom as in murder people with a cannon cannon fodder yeah
1: that young fellow there is Otis Lee
3: okay Otis Lee is the black kid okay
1: that's Sybil
3: Sadie Sybil Sadie is the one with the glasses and the uh pigtails I don't remember a single kid with glasses Tyler Bow is I guess the other black girl (sighs) Boy, Rachel Marie or Rachel Marie um no maybe there's one who's hiding somewhere
1: or Remy, for short
3: Remy. There you go Dawson Glenn Dawson Glenn is definitely the one with the cowboy hat Cousin Cannon Lee You know who Cousin that is Cannon Lee Cannon yeah.
4: Lee God it's it's literally like hey what's the name of the racist car in Dukes of Hazard, <laughs> oh, plus something that Revolutionary War reenactors love.
3: Why is he a cousin? Are the rest of them siblings? Did they kidnap? Well, they're all Canyon? from the same Cabbage Patch, so they are. Does that make them related? Why is he the only cousin, though? Like, either they're all cousins Boy. or just he's the cousin Means they are other, the rest of them are closer hereditarily. I mean, you're asking some great, you're, you're asking some great questions, and I do not have answers
2: to them. Just for the record, um, boy, I don't know. I am concerned. Uh, anyway, that's our episode, everybody. Cabbage, pe- we talked for a very long time about the cabbage patch. Pe- this is much longer than I thought. This I was it's trying to make a quick here. one today, and it just did not. It got away from us. It it's it's nice us. to
4: just do a terrible episode about child trafficking every once in a
2: while (laughs) you know sometimes that's what the show needs
4: (laughs) (laughs) uh cabbage
2: patch kids uh first christmas special was there a second
3: i'm gonna say no i'm just gonna say no i saw no evidence to that i mean here's the thing like this isn't like uh they were like the transformers were like, they're trying to sell toys. The toys were so big. They're like, well, let's make money off a cartoon as well. And it just so happened that it was dog shit and no one wanted to watch it. Correct. I'm trying to see if there
2: are other cabbage patch kid animated features. What I've got here is is non four other stop motion animated specials from the late nineties.
3: Are you telling me that we could have been watching a stop motion cabbage patch kids special instead we got of nonsense? we got cabbage patch kids the clubhouse in
2: 96 cabbage patch kids the screen test oh boy in 97 cabbage patch kids saturday night in 98 and cabbage patch kids colon vernon's christmas oh no in we might have to do a second cabbage patch kids christmas special I i'm mean, just I, gonna I, put I, it out there i
3: assume it's an ernest p warrell movie it
2: better be hey Vern. Uh, actually let's save that for next year. And that way we have something to look forward to through all of 2024. Oh boy. Oh boy. Cabbage patch kids. First Christmas Oh, okay. There we go. Peter, according to the Wikipedia page, not IMDb, Peter Cullen, hotel worker slash policeman uncredited. Mm. There you go. He he asked his name to be taken off the picture. I just assumed. He
4: didn't want to portray a cop, is what I heard. Uh, it had nothing to do with Cabbage Patch Kids. He just said, listen, I've got a rep to maintain.
3: <laughs> I'm a bad boy. <laughs>
2: and uh, near as I can tell, according to this Wikipedia page, this is the only animated feature that they ever made. It's not just their first Christmas. It's their first anything. And they never made a second one. That's, that's wild. They just never made it. So it obviously did. There are more garbage pail kids movies.
5: <laughs>
2: oh, wow. Anyway, that is the Cabbage Patch Kids. Y'all have anything you want to plug besides Vampire Detroit episode uh. six, currently existing VampireDetroit.com. I had to get that in before Chan pulled the plug on the episode. You know what? Never I'll say
4: it. go to, go to new Rockstars and watch the doctor who star beast breakdown. There you go. Uh, I
3: I did. It was very good. Yay.
4: Thank you. And
3: it starred me.
4: Yeah. You'll see. You'll see Chan in there in a little cameo. Oh, seriously.
3: For about half a second. Yeah. yeah. When I sent
4: the video and I said, scrub to 52 seconds in, Ray, what do you think that meant? Wait, what video did you send?
3: Oh, boy. Uh,
4: Did you send us a video?
3: uh, Yeah.
2: When did you send us a video? Today. uh, Today.
3: You could just scroll up, right? Scroll
2: it up. Strange. I'm not seeing it. I'm talking. I see soup. Oh, I, I see a video. Oh, it's the video. Uh
4: Yeah, Gina, you'll, you see, a video you'll see a little. You'll see Chan. Even if you don't want to watch the whole video, you can watch a minute of it and you'll get Hold your on, Chan fill. But watch the whole video.
2: <laughs> I'm seeing a guy. There's bolito's headshot from five years ago. You don't
3: need to narrate this.
2: There's. Whereas, we need to break was, it down. That was Robert Clark Chan, ladies and gentlemen, in a, in a, in a Doctor Who live yeah. promo picture. Yeah. That is young, very young Robert Clark Chan Not, not that no young. gray he's hair just, whatsoever. He's just
4: aged terribly in the past three years. <laughs> uh, it's more
3: like six years and a month. I'm going to say right now, I don't know when this picture was, but it was at least over
2: six years I old. mean, look That's at me and say. tell me how
4: long ago you think it was.
2: Uh well, which picture? Because there's the headshot picture of you from No, this sa- I'm in the
4: same one with Chan. I'm you in- are in the
2: same one with Chan. You look, this is Gina as I first met Gina. This is probably I'm gonna say this is from 20 this is eight years old. I'm gonna say it right now, this is eight years old. This is from 2015.
5: Mm. Mm.
2: Also, and I would also get it right because this is more than six years ago. Because look at that young, hopeful Robert Clark Chan. Mm. Mm. Look at he's full of life. He's mm. full of mischief, this guy. Jan, uh, uh, uh can you comment? Oop. Yeah.
1: No one's like another, it's plain to see. Each one is as different as you and me. Their arms are open and their hearts are too. they They're always ready for a hug from you. Cabbage Patch Kids.
5: we in the garden.
1: Cabbage Patch Kids. The most amazing thing about a Cabbage Patch Kid is that each one grows to be a special one. Every Cabbage Patch Kid needs the love of someone to make their dream come true a mom or a dad or a brother or a sister like you. Hey, Cabbage Patch Kids, in the garden. Cabbage Patch Kids. And the most amazing thing about a Cabbage Patch Kid is that each one grows to be a special one. Growing in the garden, Cabbage Patch Kids growing in the sun. Cabbage Patch Kids, Cabbage Patch Kids, each one grows to be a special one.